This is episode 22 of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight for what's to come. The energy of orgasm goes beyond that. It's how do you live life? Do you really love yourself, take care of yourself? How do you express in life? And how you're able to really tune into pleasure and joy and bliss. This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your queens of climax, Dr. Kat and Di. The place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm sex expert, Dr. Kat Meyer, and this week you've got me, and I'm so excited to have on our show, Karina Velasco, who is the founder of Yorgasmic.com and RawFoodie.com. Hey girl! Hi, happy to be here, all you lovers, sending you love and hugs and more. (laughs) Karina is a phenomenal little unicorn that I met Back in March, it was at this ultra-sexy, very powerful, knowledgeable retreat by Lawrence Lanoff up in Ojai, California. Exactly. We were there doing acro yoga and having fun. (laughs) And I mean, I just saw Kat and I was like, she needs to be my friend, like so open, playful. I was like, that's my girl. That's (laughs) my girl. So we had a blast. We speak the same language. Exactly. I'm I'm pretty sure in between the lectures, it was you and me, we we would get on the floor and just start crawling around and doing yogas and like sliding and all over the place. (laughs) I'm pretty sure everybody in there was jealous of our flexibility. Exactly. And our openness. (laughs) Deliciousness. Yes. So I'm really excited. She's going to be on here talking to us about sexual energy, about living a lifestyle that is full of pleasure and yumminess, and the whole mind-body connection. Like, How do we incorporate all these complex aspects of ourselves for the ultimate sexual experience? Lovers, Thank you so much for tuning in, spreading the word about our show, leaving your reviews, and trying some of the suggestions that we recommend on our blog. We've been getting the most amazing feedback on the products that we use, and we love ourselves. Because our goal is to get you all to eat, play, and sex better. So you can improve your sex life, which obviously improves every aspect of your life. Now, if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, you can connect with us, you can grab our sexy guides, these guides to boost your confidence, your vitality, and your sex life. Now, we are also giving away one free Yumi pleasure toy each month to a lucky listener. Now, ladies, Diane and I quite literally use this every single day. Instead of a coffee break, I have a vibrator break. And this is an absolute game changer. All you have to do is share this episode. Hashtag EatPlaySex on your favorite social media platform. And check out our website, EatPlaySex.com, for the official contest rules. 
Now let's get to the sexy Karina Velasco. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Karina is a badass nutritionist chef. She's a health coach, yoga instructor, author of the best-selling books, Sweet Spot to G-Spot, The Art of Healthy Living, The Colors of Love, The Art of Transformation, and Sexual Health, or Sacred Sex. Sacred, sacred Sex. But sexual health comes in all of them. <laughs> in all of those. And like I said, it, you can check her out on yourgasmic.com, where I'm actually a guest blogger for you. Exactly. I love your post, and we'll have like an amazing feedback. I love one you wrote about Vanilla and Kink. Oh, yeah, yes. I love that one. Because yeah. that has happened to all of us. So I like it down to earth, like problematics and issues that happens to a lot of couples. So yeah, it's, it's so important to be able to recognize that we, as we enter into relationships, you know, our sexual script is not necessarily the same as our partner's. I know, but that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's why for me it was so important to create your orgasmic because even the word orgasmic has this connotation and this frame that it's like just about sex. Mm. And the energy of orgasm goes beyond that. It's how do you live life? Do you really love yourself, take care of yourself? How do you express in life? And how you're able to really tune into pleasure and joy and bliss to be able to grow to for your spiritual development for your lessons in life instead of tapping into suffering and trying mm. hard and commitment and discipline and so <laughs> many things i mean still it's a discipline you know but but it's not the hard way and in spanish the word uh y-o which is y-o yo it's me so it's i am orgasmic how orgasmic I am in life to be able to live it fully. So that's where we have this blog with like mind, body tips. We have a lot about sexuality, heart wellness, which is also necessary. Mm, and we yeah. have some erotic letters just to give our mind a little different scripts, like you say, to be able to portray them in our sex life. So it's, it's an inspirational blog as well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Erotic letters. Yes. Like, what is this? Like, somebody is writing you a sexy love letter? Exactly, because, I mean, erotism starts in the mind, like talking about the mind and body connection. So your body doesn't really know what's real or not. So mm -hmm. when erot erotica was created, it was like getting all that into your brain and into your mind and your in your imagination. Yes. So when we start imagining things, you know, using our imagination and reading stories, they make us orgasmic. You Oof. know, it's like juicy, we feel passion, we feel motivated, they give us ideas. And that necessarily means that you're going to go out there and do that. But at least it's going to make you feel juicy. And take that ju juiciness not just into sex, but to your work, to, to your creativity, to your everyday life, to the way you walk in the supermarket, mm -hmm. you know, to the way you're like saying hi to the waitress or waiter that served <laughs> you, you know, it's like just openness and being kind and being loving with everybody. So that's for me why erotica is so important. 
I love that because we talk about on the show a lot how our brain is our biggest sex organ. Exactly. And if we can, and what we create in the mind, like you said, the body doesn't necessarily know the difference. So we can find arousal occurring when we visualize something sexy. We get what's called uh, phantom senses. So we might be able to smell something that we visualize or we can we can hear what we're visualizing. Like say you're visualizing being at the beach, right? And you can quite literally smell the salt in the air or you can feel it in your lips. Oh, oh say that again. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's why sex on the beach is so popular. <laughs> okay. So I visualize that, but then I also visualize getting sand all up in my crotch area and like, you know, getting sweaty and sand sticking to me and then like getting rubs and, and my skin raw and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could go both ways. You know, that's the power of our imagination. But like the whole idea for me about like this blog is that everything you read, you know, may have a sensation in your body. It's it's manifested in a way in your body. So for me, the mind-body connection is so important because what I think, I feel. So mm. if I think like seriously, like yesterday I was with my niece and nephew at the Parmasana Yogananda Center and was like, Oof. this is the happy thoughts place. How do you explain that to a five-year-old? You know, so it's the same. It's like happy thoughts. Like if I have thoughts that make me feel good in my body, like all those qualities of juiciness emerge from your body. You don't really need to try. And sometimes what blocks pleasure or what blocks joy or bliss or openness, it's like those thoughts that make me feel like contracted in my body. You know, it's like fear or guilt or shame or, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, or confusion, or, or, you know, even, like, I had a dream the other day, it was so weird, like, I had to eat, like, so many cakes, I feel bloated, I feel so bad in my body, Oof. but sometimes I do a meditation that it's called a desire meditation, Oof. which is, actually, Lawrence taught me that meditation, oh. and then I sort of made it, like, kind of, like, my own kind of yeah. thing. But, uh, and this is like the beauty of desire. So like sometimes I'm, let's say on a diet, you know, I Mm want to lose some pounds, but then I think about my chocolate cake. I really, you know, I really visualize the chocolate cake and I see it and I smell it and I see how soft it is and how moist it's on the inside. And then you see the ganache on top of the chocolate melting. Oh my God, stop it, don't stop it. And then you savor the chocolate and just feel that sensation in your body. That doesn't mean you're going to eat your chocolate cake, but at least it dissolves the desire to go actually and do it. So for a lot of people, like a lot of uh, partners who are in monogamy, you know, or in in traditional marriage, they ask me, oh my God, I have these thoughts, but I don't want to be unfaithful. Mm. That's a great tool. Because then you can use your mind to feel that dopamine in your body, and then you go to your wife and make love to her. So Mm -hmm. there's many ways to use desire to dissolve actually the attachment of actually doing it, but still feel it in your body, and then you can use it any way you want. I love that. There's permission to allow your mind to go there. We don't get arrested for our thoughts. No. <laughs> you don't get to thought jail. <laughs> yeah, but in relationship, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I see so many people, probably you as a doctor, you know, you have more clients like that. But it's like, oh, monogamy is also controlling somebody's mind. It's like you're fantasizing with somebody else. You're imagining something with somebody else. Like mm-hmm. It's like your mind belongs to me. And if we don't have that space to at least 
be aware of what we want to do into our minds, what content we let in into our minds, what content we say no, and the possibility of imagination, which is why we thrive to create things, mm. then, you know, you're, you're totally repressed. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to let our mind loose in a context of meditation or ritual. So you have a space, like you're holding space for that to happen and not get crazy. Mm, wow. And you keep talking about these, these practices, these rituals. Now, I know you and I have had conversations about all these amazing practices you've done. And I, you were like, yeah, and this guy was like turning me up this way and this way and flipping me upside down. And it was ecstatic. <laughs> what have been some of the most... First of all, the most interesting or or wild (laughs) practices that you've done. Oh, my God. I've done some wild practices. (laughs) But especially, I mean, where I I feel wild, like when I I call it wild, is when you really are not in control. Mm. That's for me wildness. Like to be able to surrender and be open to something, I have no idea what's going to happen. So the first time that happened to me was on a watsu session, which is like a massage on water, which you can see it in my Instagram. I just uploaded one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was beautiful because then there was this guy who was like, okay, I'm just gonna like drop your head in my hands and I'm just gonna do something to you in the water. And I had no Oof. idea, you know, and he just started flipping me around and moving me around. And, oh, my God. And, it, and it's like a massage in the water, but you have to be totally, like, flexible and relaxed so your your body can really move. If not, you can feel it in your neck. You can feel the tension in your neck. And when we're in, wa- in water, there's no gravity. So you, yeah. see, you allow yourself to feel where you're tense. I was like, oh my God, I think I'm tense in all these places. I had no idea. Mm, wow. So that was pretty wild because you have to fully surrender to a total stranger. Fully surrender and drop into your body. It exactly. Like. And wow. just be in my body and not in my mind. And also be in my body without like the technical, oh, I have to do this or do that, which I love yoga, but yoga, it's like you're in control of your movement. Here it's like, you just have You're to not. loosen up and a guy has control over you. So it's kind of dominating submission Whoa. dynamic, which was very healthy for me because, you know, I'm, I was a workaholic. I used to work a lot. I, I worked yeah. in media for over 20 years, television, radio. So it was like I was on like my masculine energy penetrative, like go get or do girl. Hustle. Yeah. yeah so powerhouse. That was a great lesson. The other weird, like this is really weird. Oh, I have excited. a friend from New York. His name is Roland Peralta, and uh-huh. he created this thing called Camaflite. <laughs> okay. So Camaflite, it's a massage table, uh-huh. and this guy created this formula of Thai massage combined with acro yoga, with contact improv dance, and sexual energy movement in a table. Oh my god. So that was interesting because this guy was not only moving me, I was having orgasms while he was moving me. No way. Energetic orgasms. (laughs) You know, I was just like, oh oh my God, what is happening here? And you have to (laughs) fully surrender. Yeah. And then, you know, like he became my friend and actually we're teaching together in Mexico um, Mm. a whole thing about erotism and intensive. Mm. So we started to play together and I was like, okay, now we're going to co-create this dance. 
So it became a little more like acro, but like acro dance on the air. Mm. So it was really nice. That was really interesting and weird and raw, you know, because you mm. have to really be there, not self-conscious and just letting loose. Yeah. But I mean, that's just one of the few, but I mean, I've done interesting things. Like the first time I had an orgasm, long distance orgasm. Yes. That was interesting. You know, how do you do that? <laughs> um, I, I mean, actually it was with Lawrence Lanoff, who's my mentor. You yes. Know? And I love he was him. like, we were talking about Reiki, you know, and how like the, there's like tools in Reiki to be able to heal long distance. Yes. So I asked him, can we do that with sex energetics? And he was like, yeah, it's energy. Uh-huh. And he says, like, hang up the phone. I'll call you in 20 minutes. And I just started orgasming. Oh, my like God. Like, Stop energetic it. orgasm. <gasps> so I called him back, and I was like, what happened? I was like, well, I directed that energy to you, like, in Reiki. But this was, like, sexual energy. Oh, my God. And it was amazing. So that opened the world for me of possibilities. I mean, and it's something that it's a practice. It takes time to be so open in your body and so tuned with your energetic reality to be able to do that. Yeah. But that's, for me, the power of orgasm. It's just not the orgasm, the sensation of penetration of right. your G-spot or clit. It mm -hmm. goes beyond that. It's mm -hmm. just energy. And how can we use energy also in a playful and pleasurable way? Mm. So first of all, Lawrence has never done this with me. I'm going to have to give him a call. Well, he's been my mentor for three years, you know. So, I mean, you know, a, a lot of what I've learned about sex energetics and, and we teach together was through a coaching mm. that I was full on committed for two years. Every 15 days we had this coaching sessions, mm. you know, about like mind, you know, mind hacking, like really pre-pro, not, not even reprogramming, deprogramming Deep the program. mind. And when I started to drop so many beliefs that created that shame and guilt and contraction and fear in my body mm -hmm. I started to become more sensitive in tapping into the energetic reality and the sensations in my body yes so it's 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 a whole program it was really a commitment to be there you know so mm -hmm. it, it's been amazing and I'm so grateful because my my life has changed you know totally in the sense of coming from a Catholic background and saying, I'm just done suffering, you know, and yes. I'm done like sacrificing mm. and trying and, and being there. You know, I was a Vipassana meditator for many years, you know, and sitting down for 10 hours. I mean, it's a beautiful path, but it wasn't my path. Yeah. You know, right now it's just like I dance, I move, I open, and I see that I go out into the world. And people, I mean, yesterday I went to Abotkini here to shop for some glasses and I went to three stores and people were like hanging out with me. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, how are you? You have a beautiful smile and compliment yeah. because they, they can feel that. They can feel it. It's yes. like you see, you know, it's like you see the cool girl, the cool guy with a smile. You want to hang out. Like, hey. I want that. Whatever yeah. she's on, exactly. I want that. Like Harry met Sally, you know. Yes, yes. I need to have a full orgasm. <laughs> Just like a, a smile and an openness. You know, yeah. people, we need that in the world. So I think through pleasure and if we embrace our self-pleasure and we allow, our, allow ourselves to feel, that's that's happening you know allow ourselves to feel and i heard you say this this term deprogramming which is such a powerful 
key word for me in the work that I do with people. And I see it as, and help me explain this to our listeners who may not know what that means, but it's, it's taking all of these socially constructed ideas of how, what sex means, what it means to be in a relationship, what our body means, and what our worth is. And really challenging those because those influence, like you said earlier, our thoughts, but also our behaviors, our body reactions, or the way we relate with things. Mm-hmm. So it's taking those thoughts, like one would be, I'm not enough, and challenging, well, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Why, how is that ruling my life? And what would be my preferred belief? Exactly. And we have a choice, you know, once we come, for me, that's consciousness. It's learning to know things that are in your mind, but making an inquiry and finding out, you know, what those thought forms are that make you feel uncomfortable or not mm. good. Yeah. And once you see them, then you have the choice to drop it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a choice. It's as easy as that. It's so, easy and it's hard, right? Simultaneously. It's easy. I mean, it's easy and hard because, I mean, for me personally, like a lot of thought forms, like, you know, it was like an earthquake, you know, yeah. it was like everything was down and suddenly it was like, who am I? Mm. Who am I without this pain or who am I with this drama addiction or who am I with that, that worth? You know, yeah. because I have like the problem of my worth, you know, I related my worth as a person to being a TV host. Mm. And when I quitted that, I went to India and I came back and I couldn't find a job on that. I was like, then who am I? And instead of getting stuck in the who am I, because I'm not doing that, I was like, okay, what else can I do? I love nutrition, but I don't know how to cook. Okay, natural food chef. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea I could cook awesomely. (laughs) surprise yeah surprise (laughs) you know and owning that and that started for me to become like I became more like oh my value you know I'm worth something because it's not what I do like look at all the talents that I have that I haven't been able to discover Mm -hmm. so I think it's the same in sexuality you know there's like different frames now like this is the way it is you know like you get married you have the kids you date this guy, what does dating mean? And when I mm-hmm. drop those beliefs, I've created beautiful connections. I haven't had a long-term relationship in eight years. Mm-hmm. But they're beautiful connections. And yeah. they're intimate and they're powerful. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's three days or three months. I don't have an agenda because I know the moment I meet my next partner, because I was married once, so I had a partner first, yeah. it's going to merge. It's yeah. just going to flow. I don't need to force it. I don't need to go out on dates like looking like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do the checklist. Like, is this guy going to be my next husband? Okay, yeah, no, he has this, he has no it. Oh, we do that, though. You we don't do fit my list. Or we say, you're perfect on paper, but there's something missing and I can't create it. But there's always something missing. You know, because oh, yes. I mean, there's always something missing because we're not meant to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our flaws. Then you cannot find in one person. It's like finding everything in one cake. The velvet cake has totally a different essence than the vanilla cake, the key lime cake, or the chocolate cake. Mm. I want them all. I want the but vegan maybe, cake. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> I have sex with a vegan chocolate cake. <laughs> you know. 
then maybe you know have like an intellectual intimate heart connection with a velvet cake yeah or even I have like the playful let's travel together with a vanilla cake mm-hmm. so, vanilla vanilla would travel with you <laughs> vanilla would adventure with you adventure <laughs> with me but what I mean you know it's it's like we, we, we tend to bring everything we want into what person. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that's been, like, was my mistake. That's a lot you know, of pressure. It, it's a lot of pressure for myself and for my partner. And then, you know, in the culture, especially the, the machismo culture, Latin American cultures, it's like, oh, once I have a boyfriend, I'm not allowed to have guy friends. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. so everything, imagine the, pre- the pressure <gasps> for that guy. But then if you have your guy, but you have your guy friends who you do different things, you're covered. Yeah. (laughs) So I hear there's this pure presence with whoever you're with at that moment and seeing them for them and the experience for what it is instead of this attachment to outcome. Where is this going? How are we moving forward? It's like, I'm here with you. Relationships are not business. Oh. You know, we, <laughs> I know, we treat relationships like a business plan. Mm, wow. You know, it becomes, become, that's, that's what's happening in the world. Everything's a business plan. Like even now that we do this for sharing, just for the joy of sharing and, and inspire people, like you have to do certain things to get this out. But in relationships, like when did that become a business Oh when gosh. did you need to market yourself to a partner you're dating? Like Tinder. Yeah, where do you, yeah exactly. <laughs> where do you need to do like a contract? Sign here, sign here. When are we going to sign? If not, we're going to give your house to another person. I mean, it's the same thing. Like that pleasure. Like, I got you here. I want you now. Like, what are we doing? What is the plan for the next year, for the two next year, for the three? Projected five-year plan. I know. So <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a business. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure our ancestors didn't have a business plans for a relationship. You mean they didn't figure out the profit loss? Exactly. <laughs> the prenup, the whole thing. So start to, you know, like have a relationship because without wanting. Wow. We always want something. Mm, girl, you are rocking my world right now. This is really a unique perspective to look at relationships and sexuality. I think this is getting people to really look at how they're showing up in them Mm -hmm. and question it for themselves. Whatever they end up deciding how they want to move forward with it, it it stops them for a moment. Is this in alignment with me? Now, how do I powerfully choose what type of relationship I want? Exactly. And I don't mean that's a bad relationship. Yeah. I have business relationships, (laughs) which are great. You know, like I had a lover, which my business was like, hey, I'll see you once a week. You come, you make love to me, and then I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. It was a business, you know, and it worked out fine. But once when I was making love with him, it was magical. It was beautiful. It was intimate. It was conscious. There were no drugs or alcohol involved. Mm. It was beautiful. Mm. But the business part was that, you know, it's like you need to gain clarity to see how you feel comfortable in relationships. Mm. Wow. So fair enough if you use them as business, you know, (laughs) but there's, there's also the alternative. You can drop that game and just see what unfolds. It's expansive. It's infinite. How you want to create that relationship. It's, It's our choice. It's how we're like vision board of life you know we're all co-creators how do you want to create your lifestyle how do you want to create your diet how do you want to co-create 
the, the dynamics between your girlfriends? And then how do you want to co-create sex? Do you want to be just like, oh, yeah, like five minutes, kisses, penetration, bye? Hmm. Or you want to tap into all the all the tools and discover all these new things sexuality and sensuality are really about. Mm, yes. And I heard you say diet and, and food and cooking. And you got into, so you're the, the co-founder of rawfoodie.com. Yes. And this was a whole adventure for you. I mean, it is an adventure. You know, I... I grew up, you know, very early because my father, he was very much, you know, into like health foods. Like I had water with chia when I was like three years old, you know, like there was no <laughs> colas at my home. Right. Uh, see there, there was no packaged food. Yeah. But he wasn't really that, you know, like vegan, orthodox, you yeah. know. He was just like, oh, let's just eat healthy from our garden, you know. Yeah. He was just like, oh, this is what's available. Let's do it. And he was doing yoga. So at seven years old, I was learning to hypnotize rabbits, by the way. Because you're a little it. rabbit. If you hear a noise, it's oh a little God. rabbit. It is my rabbit. For those of you who don't know, I have a bunny. Yeah. And she- <laughs> but go on. Exactly. I was hypnotizing rabbits and learning kinesthesia and energetics. So I started very young. And then when I in my teenage years, I was like, oh, like all this, I'm not doing it. You know, I just want to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And I rock and roll for a little years. But I mean, it's always been there. So my passion for food, like it started mainly in 2001 that I went to India and studied Ayurveda. Mm. Because I was a kind of an hypochondriac when I was like 18 and 19. There was always something wrong with me. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So I started with nutrition and I started like uh, being more conscious about like the somatization we have of our, you know, emotions in our body. Yes. You know, I start, so I started very young with all this. But when mm-hmm. I started making food, Mexico is like 10 years a little bit behind, you know, in, in, in all this cutting edge technologies mm-hmm. of, of health. So with my uh, co-founders, we were like, we need to make a store that distributes superfoods to all of Mexico. So we opened Raw Foodie, you know, we have acai and goji berries and everything you can find here everywhere. But in mm-hmm. Mexico, it's not that accessible. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been a beautiful store because it's not just like we're delivering products, but I'm also giving education about that. So I'm doing a lot of videos, you know, on recipes for people like to start incorporating healthy foods because in Mexico it shifted a lot when all this like fast food places arrived to Mexico. People mm-hmm. stop eating a lot in the markets and starting in these places. And it's the number one obesity country in the world. Mexico City? Mexico. Mexico no way. Oh, my God. So I think we have a huge task. And, and our idea was like, oh, if you can start consuming like uh, like dense nutrition foods in a smoothie or in your juice every day, that can support you. So that was the whole idea with raw foodie. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. How have you seen food change your sex life? Oh, totally. It, it, it totally. I mean, I always had a high libido, you know, yeah. I've always been, <laughs> of course you know, you did. very horny. I mean, although I didn't know it because I was very repressed, but when, when my uh-huh. boyfriends, you know, that I was like for four or five years or ex, my ex-husband, yeah. I'm, I'm always soft for sex, you know, yeah. I always was that way. But, um, what I wasn't, it's like, I was kind of dormant in several parts of my body. Like I needed strong sensations to feel or stimuli. So mm-hmm. when I are, I started to eat healthy, what happened is just like, oh, even you can take 
the tip of your of your I don't know your finger and just put it lightly you know in, in my finger and I feel a lot so it enhances my sensuality mm. so it's beautiful because I'm walking and I even feel the breeze you know of like the wind touching my yeah. skin and it's yeah. like oh like mm. everything feels good you know mm-hmm. like rose petals I mean, I play around a lot with the elements, you know, it's crazy, but I'm in the water and I really get on like, oh, the water's making love to me, you know, it's caressing me, it's like, how do I feel? And it enhances it a lot. And of course, you know, like your vagina has muscles, like any other part of your body, and some of them were a little dormant, so I needed like strong stimuli. But now it's like, oh, just like tap me a little bit with your finger and, and that's there. You know? Just tap me. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it, ha- it enhanced, uh, you know, like my, my full expression of feeling mm. sensations. I totally resonate with that myself. And I think the foods that I eat, because it's so much easier to digest, my body's not working so hard and tense in order to process that. So I can see, and and we have to be relaxed in order to be sensual, in order for our sensory receptors to open. And so it makes sense to me, easier foods to digest, easier to be sensual. And that's why I do a lot of juicing. You know, it has a lot of expansive energy because I believe in the energy energy of food. So mm. the expansive energy is like kale, lettuce, they all grow up upward. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're like happy, they're open. So when I juice a lot, I can feel that energy, you know, of expansion. And that also gives me a lot of clarity of mind. Mm. You know, because the less sugar, the less refined products you have or alcohol like old or or meat you know that it's like it kind of makes you sleepy or foggy yes so sometimes when i eat a pasta even if it's gluten-free because i'm on a gluten-free diet uh-huh you know some i feel a little foggy i do too you know i, I don't get that feel way. that clear so the more like energy i have in my nutrients of like fruits and vegetables as easy and uh, as that it's like I feel clearer in my mind. So I walk around the world and I make decisions with clarity and I'm not doubting myself and feeling foggy and making decisions because I'm not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it's, it's, it's my brain. And then your brain, of course, if it's a healthy brain, it gives your body like instant you know, information. Mm. So it's, it's important also for, I mean, I'm 42 so I, I'm, I'm starting. I can't even. I can't even yeah, believe that. Yeah, but I'm starting to take you know a little more care of myself, and uh-huh. there's hormonal changes happening. You know, there's little changes happening. So if I'm taking care of myself, because I want my brain to be fit as my ass. You know, uh-huh. I want my you, brain. I want my body to be fit, and I want to have like sexual fitness. You have such a fine ass, I must say. Okay. <laughs> so if your brain is like, <laughs> just as fit as your yeah, ass. Yeah, but I mean, food is just an overall. I think it's it's a beautiful doorway to enter and discover what make you feel good. Because if you don't feel good in your body, if your health is not good, of course your libido drops. Of course. You know, I, I see a lot of people that are sick. And it's like, yeah. oh, I don't have any libido. And I was like, how's your cholesterol? High. Are you overweight? Yes. How's your heart condition? Not very good. Do you work out? I don't. So if you don't feel good in your body, of course, like you don't, you don't, like your libido is there, but you just don't listen to it. 
that and then it's so hard for people for you to allow pleasure when you don't feel good in your body or when you don't like your body how can you let somebody pleasure it how can you let yourself pleasure it so i see that not only physical peace but the mental and emotional peace totally because it's how we talk to our bodies like if you look yourself i have in my book from the sweet spot to the g spot i did this exercise i wrote this book in bali Oh. And I was going into this process of healing my body dysmorphia. Yeah. So I was looking myself in the mirror and I was like talking to myself and I was, can you believe Karina? Because I was having a conversation with myself. Uh, of course. How you're talking to yourself. Oh my God. It's like, oh, there's a cellulite. Oh, my legs, look how they look. Oh, my ass is a little floppy. Oh, I think your cheeks, oh, I think you're getting a new wrinkle. Like things were happening. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do something. Let's breathe and talk beautifully to my body. Mm. And that started to change. Then I started to really embrace my body, talk nicely to my body. And, I mean, just my self-esteem, you know, changed. I began more loving with myself. And then I have those conversations with my body. Of course, sometimes my other voice comes in like, oh, my God, there's your ass again. You know, <laughs> but I mean, we all have those. Right. But I might say, you know, I put like a lot of effort because it's still an effort when my body dysmorphia comes up because it's something that doesn't go away. Yeah. And it's like looking at my legs and it's like, take a breath. This is not real. You're okay. You're beautiful. Oh. You know, so it's, it starts shifting the way we talk to ourselves. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. You have given us so much rich information today. I'm so grateful to have you. Is there any one piece that you would want our audience to know and take away with that they could integrate in their lives right now? Wow. I think it's about, let me take a deep breath and feel mm. it. Just finding clarity of how you want to live your life on your mm. own terms. What beliefs you choose? What disciplines do you choose? What foods you choose? Who do you choose to hang out with? How do you choose to explore your sexuality? And just be free and make it yours. Make it yours. Make it yours. Mm. Thank you so much, Karina Velasco with yourgasmic.com and rawfoodie.com. Thank you. This has been just super enlightening. And I hope it encourages everybody to really look at how they want their lives, how they to show up in it in the most powerfully and self-decided way. Because sex matters. Sex matters. Thank you, lovers, for joining us today. Check out eatplaysex.com for more information about how you can check out Karina Velasco's everything, (laughs) including our blog and how you can enter to win a free Yumi pleasure toy. Until next time, bye. Bye.